Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. What's up, strangers? Welcome Hi, back. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you guys? Great. How yeah. are you? Did Good you have you. a trip of a lifetime? How much Norwegian can you speak? Uh, hi, hi. Hada. What does that mean? Hello. How are you? Uh, hi, hi. Hello. Hada means bye. Bye, bye. Let's see. Tuesday and talk. Thank you. That's about all I know. Susan Talk. Oh, wait. There's one Susan other. Susan Talk. Snaka and Gelf. What does that mean? Do you, you speak a... English? Do you have any beer? Did a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Aren't kind you going to ask me what you missed while you were out? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what did I miss? Care. You owe me about $50 because I've been putting oh, you in yeah. on the Mega Millions and Powerball. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I have I'm that. I'm just kidding. You. Nope. It was so funny. I, I told Tim, I said, I'm going to tell Jeff when he gets back, he owes me like a hundred bucks. Because every what. time somebody was coming around, I was like, put us in. Just put us yeah. in. So I'm just Venmoing money to everybody. And right. I don't think we've won, but we won like 20 bucks, I think. That was reinvested, of a week. yeah. I have no idea. All right, here's 50 for the lotto and 50 for your troubles. <laughs> oh, and no, is that, is that a euro? I take those money. I don't know what that money is. There's the Norwegian kroner <laughs> and Danish kroner. <laughs> 50 of each. How much is it worth in real life? Uh, the <laughs> Danish kroner is worth about $6.78. That's oh, nice. the 50. And then the 50 in Norwegian kroner is worth like five bucks. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's probably about what I you owe us. looking at the money. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Well, good, because uh, I brought some for all of you to <laughs> nice. keep as souvenirs. You can add it to your collection. I'll put it next Korean, to my Korean. I yeah. Say he still has his Korean dollar <laughs> there in you his go. pocket. So we got a lot to get you caught up on this morning. Uh, we'll recap the trip, of course. Jen is taking the next couple, or, or at least she'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. She'll be back oh, tomorrow. Okay. But she might be out next week. So I don't know. We're figuring it out. Elon Musk changing Twitter to what? Got that story coming up. Also, a little later on, how Matt Damon missed out on $250 million and a major historical inaccuracy in Oppenheimer. So all the e-news to get you caught up on, we're going to do that next. But first, let's check the roads. We have Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. This is the opening song. Oh, I'm going to see it later today. That's Lizzo. Yeah, that's a short edit of Pink by Lizzo. Theaters were packed to see it this weekend. Talking about the Barbie movie 
and it's packed with music from current artists, uh, Lizzo just being one of them. And it exceeded box office expectations, too, over the weekend, opening at $155 million. Wow. Yeah, it beat Oppenheimer because everyone was like, oh, my gosh, who's going to win more? And or Mission Impossible, too, because wasn't that like 80-something for yeah. its first weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was like Oppenheimer the, opened with 80.5. And it was the biggest opening for a female director of all time. So really? history was made as well, yeah. I was oh, reading Greta about Gerwig. that this morning. Good for her. And it's worth it, babe. You're yeah, going to love it. I guess Ryan Gosling is is very funny as Ken in the new Barbie movie. And he's also a great singer. I didn't know that. Oh, you what, You didn't see La La Land? He sang oh, and yeah, danced I guess in La I La, La did. Land. Oh, that was a long time ago. And he was right. in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Forgot about that. <laughs> or blacked it out. Yeah. Now, uh, you're right. Ryan Gosling was on the all-new Mickey Mouse Club in 1993, along with Brittany and Justin and Christina Aguilera. That was my go-to show. It wasn't Kids Incorporated? No. And here's the thing, though. Back in the day, I'm going to talk about how old I am. You had to pay <laughs> for Disney. You had to add it as, like, an extra thing to yeah. your television. So, like, once or twice a year, they would let you watch the free it for preview. free. preview. And we would just binge it. We would watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse the entire week. Well, he's still got it. Here's just some of him in his big song, I'm Just Ken, from this weekend's number one movie. (laughs) I'm just Ken, anywhere else I'd be. By the way, Slash and Wolfgang Van Halen play on this track. I'm just Ken, where I see love, she sees a friend. So there you go. You get the idea. I'm going to go see it today. I want to tell uh, you. Because I was out of the country, but yeah. this is our, my first day back. We're going to go see the 310 show. right away. I love that. Well, it's, it's shattering box office expectations. Well, so you people obviously up, like Even Tim liked it. Yes. And he went in with very low expectations. I, did. I, I did. went in thinking it was going to be amazing, and it was. But I will just say, because you mentioned that Slash and Wolfgang are on there. Watch for a lot of cameos in the movie, mm-hmm. Jeff. Oh, yeah? I'm not going to say who and what, but just watch for cameos. You'll find right. yourself going, was that blah, blah, blah? Was that Tim Timmerman? It might have been. All right. We'll see. We're going to take a quick break here. We got more e-news to come, including, as I mentioned, Oppenheimer, which didn't open as high as Barbie, uh, but it was still the number two biggest movie at the box office over the weekend. That said... A major historical inaccuracy found in the movie. And you just you're gonna roll your eyes when you hear what it is. That's coming up straight ahead next. But first let's check the roads. We got Denise here now with your latest traffic. Not in a good way. I'm Bradley Trainer. And I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Three different people this weekend told me how much they love those new tequila high, high noons. Oh, yeah. 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 These are so much better than the vodka ones. Well, and then on a weeknight, Holly Morgan introduced <laughs> me to Holly Silver Water. Patron. <laughs> and yay. And I was rehabbed. Yeah. I know. <laughs>
And then I heard it was really good for your uh, for your gut. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, it's made from plants, you know. It's the agave plant. The agave plant, right? That so. is one of those things, though, that that's like, isn't, and I, this is probably incorrect, but isn't tequila like the diet alcohol because they, it's they, from plants or something? It's, how, it's because it's from plants and how your your body breaks it down. Yeah. 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 It's got lower sugar, too, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It's not the best to do it, but it's right. better than of all scotch. Yeah, right. than right. others. Yeah, than what I drink. Uh, okay, so in other e-news this morning, uh, there was a story we were talking about on the Facebook Live video about how Matt Damon, for all intents and purposes, missed out on $250 million. Yeah, this is crazy. And I suppose he could not have predicted it would have been this much, but it was James Cameron directing. So, you know, he he had to have considered that it would be a lot of money, a big sum of money. But here's the story. James Cameron, back in 2009, James Cameron offers Matt Damon a role on Avatar. But Matt Damon was right in the middle of doing the Bourne movies, and he didn't want to leave them in the lurch, so he turned it down. But here's the thing. In addition to salary, the salary he would have earned from being in this Avatar movie, he was also offered a percentage of the earnings. So when you add up the kind of money Avatar made, Matt Damon's cut would have been around $250 million. That's yes, for Matt Damon, right? Well, he thinks it's, quote, the most money an actor has ever turned down. Which is not actually true because CNN pointed out that way back in the day, Sean Connery, actor Sean Connery, turned down the role as Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. They offered him $30 million per film, which is just, that's, I mean, that's stupid salary money anyway for a movie by today's standards. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, but, but they also offered him a percentage which would have put something like $450 million in Sean Connery's pocket. That's where the yes money the comes role. in is mostly the percentages of mostly what it Mostly the makes. back end. Yeah, but it's a gamble because in a lot of those cases, they say, look, you know, we don't know. We're having trouble, you know, getting the financing for this movie. This movie's really expensive to make, and it's a crapshoot. It may be a big flop. But if you believe in the script and you're willing to take a gamble, this is what we can offer you up front. And then if you're willing... You know, this is what we can offer you on the back end. And a lot of actors will take that deal and they end up with very little because maybe the movie flopped. You know, think of Mm -hmm. like the biggest movie that you thought there was so much hype around and it had all these expectations and then it just went. (laughs) Yeah. So every now and then that can burn you. But because I remember like Tom Cruise doing that with Top Gun, too. Like, didn't he? Maverick, like, he took money on the back end and didn't make as much. Yeah, he did for Vanilla Sky, too. Yeah. How how much did uh, he make with the Bourne movies? Like, was it, did it say? Comparable. Would it it have been, you know? Yeah, he he probably, I, I don't have the exact numbers here. He probably made close to that doing all of the Bourne movies mm. versus one, one. avatar. Chisel. Crazy, you though, imagine? Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yesterday, or actually, what was it, Friday into Saturday, we saw a video of Jamie Foxx. Now, Jeff, while you were out, 
it was going around that there was a lot of conspiracies around Jamie Foxx and how well he was doing because a lot of people were saying that the images that his people were releasing were all AI images. Oh. And we had never heard him say anything about what happened to him or any of the logistics. Like, no one really knew exactly what happened to him. So... Friday night into Saturday morning, Jamie Foxx posted an Instagram video, and this is him. I sent you a okay. link to it. Here. It's about 55 seconds. All right. This is Jamie Foxx. I know a lot of people were waiting, you know, or wanting to hear updates, but to be honest with you, I just didn't want you to see me like that, man. You know, I want you to see me laughing, having a good time, partying, cracking a joke, doing a movie, television show. I didn't want you to see me with a... Uh, with tubes um, running out of me and and trying to figure out uh, if if I was gonna make it through. I went to hell and back, and my road to recovery uh, had some potholes as well. But um, I'm, uh, I'm 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 coming back, and uh, I'm able to work. So I want to thank uh, uh, the people that let me work. Um, and I just want to like say uh, I, that I that I, I love everybody and I love all of the love that I got. And yeah. He gets a little emotional there near the end. He does. He, he looks thin. I was getting ready to say the same thing. I don't think he looks that great. I put the entire video up on the Q102 Facebook page Saturday morning, and he does look thin. He does look like someone that's kind of coming back on the mend. But the thing is, is that he still has never yeah. revealed what was wrong with him or what happened. And also, so that's a short clip. The actual clip's a little bit longer, and he talked about how his sister and his daughter and his people really kept him under wraps and kept him on lockdown, and he was very, very grateful for all of that. So I'm wondering if at some point maybe he will come out and speak a little more mm. about what's been going on with him, but we really don't know exactly what happened still. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, but you'll want to watch the whole thing. A buddy mean, of mine, uh, years and years ago, had had a cerebr- He survived a cerebral aneurysm. Oh wow! And and he was down for the count, uh, in much the same way that Jamie Fox has been described. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's what happened to Jamie Fox, but yeah. That thought crossed my mind. Well, and he did say in the full video, he was like, there were all these rumors going around about me that I did this, that I did this, that I was blind. I'm obviously not blind. Right. I am still rehabbing. I mean, he talked about that, too, in the uh, full-length video. And some of the initial news reports when that all happened indicated something possibly with the brain because they said he's speaking again. Yeah. Things like that were kind of like subtly in the news blurb. Like, well, maybe that's something to do with that. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to hear from him when he's when he feels comfy talking talk about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's ready to have that conversation. Okay, well, as we mentioned earlier, Oppenheimer did not beat Barbie at the box office this weekend, but it was still a pretty big hit with a three day take of eighty point five million dollars. That despite a glaring historical inaccuracy. There's one foul up. In the movie that'll just make you roll your eyes. There is a scene in the movie where several people in a crowd are waving American flags. The scene takes place in 1945, and the flags have 50 stars in them. 
And they should have 40, 48. 48. They should have 48. If you know your history and or civics, then you know that the American flag did not have 50 stars until 1960 after Alaska and Hawaii became states. Mm. In 1945, <laughs> we only had 48 states in the continental 48. Alaska and Hawaii were not considered American, U.S. states at the time. So the flags are wrong. Here's another interesting fact, though, about Oppenheimer. They made the atomic bomb explosion without CGI. Oh, really? It's not clear exactly how they did that. They dropped some Mentos in a Diet Coke (laughs) two-liter. Exactly. Uh, That thought crossed my mind as well. But the cinematographer says we created science experiments. We built... So, yes, Tim, you're right. We built aquariums... With power in the aquariums, and then we drop silver particles in it. Aquariums? Yeah. Huh. Aquariums. He said we had we had molded metallic balloons, which were lit up from the inside. So we had things slamming and smashing into one another, such as ping pong balls, or just had objects spinning. And Isn't to, that cool? That's well, pretty cool. And to make it even cooler, they had long shutter speeds, Short shutter speeds, wide negative color, negative overexposure, underexposure. So it was just a scientific computerized playground for them. And they could create all these really cool effects without resorting to CGI, which is always sort of the go-to. Yeah. It makes me wonder how many takes or how long did it take them to get that actual take? Like how many times were they really, like did they spend two weeks trying to get this one scene by doing all of that stuff. Might have even been more than that. Or, yeah, maybe even longer. Yeah. Did you see, too, Jeff, that fedora sales are skyrocketing because of Oppenheimer? I heard that. So maybe when you go on Wednesday, you and Kristen could wear matching fedoras or something. Uh, yeah, that, that'll, fun. that'll call attention to myself. <laughs> it'll pay, it'll make you a little incognito. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, they are back together, and they are more dysfunctional now than ever. I didn't know they broke up. Well, <laughs> there was all this speculation that they were broken up, and oh. then they got back together. They, they make up breakup often, I think. But here's the fun thing. They went on a date over the weekend to the Orange County Fair, and as they were getting off one of the rides, some guy looked at Megan and said, you are beautiful as fudge, except for he didn't really say fudge. He used the other F word. He did? Yeah, he did. And Machine Gun Kelly did not like that, so he uh, grabbed the guy and swung on him and punched him in the face. And then the two of them started fighting. And then the bodyguard kind of jumped in and broke everything up. And he ended up, like, shoving Ma- Megan into a railing. What? And there's video of all of this on TMZ. Oh, my God. So we're wondering if the guy that received the punch is going to contact the authorities. He has not yet. But now that the video is out there, that Machine Gun Kelly kind of started this fight, people are wondering if he's going to get sued. Okay. Uh, Also this morning, over the weekend, Elon Musk did, uh, well, he made another change to Twitter. On Saturday night, he announced that he was changing the name of Twitter to X. Okay. Uh, Here's the quote from Elon (laughs) Musk. I know, that's (laughs) anticlimactic. Okay. How are you going to pull it up? X.com? I mean, somebody has to own that, right? Well, I imagine if you have the Twitter app on your phone, it'll just... Next update, it'll just... Do it on its own? Yeah. He said, 
Direct quote from Elon. Soon we shall bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the birds. So, yeah, once that happens, a tweet will be called an X. Yeah, go ahead and X me. Or, no, I I, I X'd it, right? Instead of saying I tweet it, I'm going to tweet it. Or I follow her on Twitter. I follow him on, I follow or, her yeah. on X. Look for me on X. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. No, wait, you won't even say follow. You'll say I'm a viewer. Oh. Yeah, that's I'm another I'm a viewer change. on X. Yeah, a tweet will be called an X. And followers will be called viewers. Do you guys feel like this is gonna? I'm already. Take I've off? already faded with my Twitter use in the last, uh, we'll say, five years. Um, is that because you're on Threads now? No, I had Threads for a hot minute. I threaded something, and then I forgot I had it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like that's just another. I don't care anymore. It's right. just gonna make our lives hell. Is all I'm gonna say. Like on this end of it, because if we have to like readapt everything to try to be like that, it's just going to be a lot. It's not clear if this had anything to do with it, but Elon and Grimes have a son whose name is just a bunch of nonsensical letters and symbols, and they call him X. Oh, maybe that does have something to maybe, do with it. Maybe, uh, maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. All right. Uh, in other E! News, Selena Gomez celebrated her 31st birthday over the weekend. She was with her friends Paris Hilton and Christina Aguilera. But really, she's making headlines because someone started calculating Selena Gomez's net worth, and it looks like she is almost a billionaire. Really? Yep. So her oh. and Rema, they're making all kinds of money on that she song. didn't even have to appear in Avatar. <laughs> nope. Wow. That's great. All right, and I guess there's been some confusion over Ariana Grande's romantic life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, you missed that too while you were gone. Last, what was it, Tuesday, I believe, Mm -hmm. Tim? She announced that her and her husband are separating and headed towards divorce. And then it came out a little later that she was dating SpongeBob SquarePants. But from the Broadway, right? Yeah. Oh, the actor who plays SpongeBob? In the Broadway show. Yeah, his, uh, his name is Ethan Slater, and he's her co-star in the upcoming movie version of Wicked. And he also played SpongeBob on Broadway. But the guy's 31 years old, and I guess some people got it twisted and confused him with Tom Kenny, the guy who's been the voice of the cartoon SpongeBob for more than 20 years. Oh, so they thought she was dating that guy? Well, that guy's 61 years old or something. Oh. Well, you know, stranger things have happened in Hollywood. And he's been married for like 27 years to some woman. In fact, his wife's name is Jill. And she felt the need to post that her husband is not dating Ariana. <laughs> she added, I don't I don't know if Ethan Slater is or is not dating Ariana Grande. However, they're both adorable and I totally ship it. I like that she had to clear up that confusion. We did not have any confusion. I didn't, and we even said that, like, from SpongeBob Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And then finally this morning, Malaysia is a very strict Muslim country. It's one of those countries where I've I've never personally been, but I have have some friends who have spent some extended time there. And uh, it's a very, speaking of, like, Kuala Lumpur, it's a very beautiful, clean very modern city and a lot of, um, you know, like a lot of people like to work remotely from there because, you know, it's fairly low taxes. You know, they don't 
it's kind of a way to. So a lot of Americans or a lot of people from the world like to go there to work remotely. Yeah, they kind of hang out there. You know, it's a beautiful place and it's kind of exotic. And the thing and the the advantage that you have in Malaysia is that they speak English is one of the official languages. So oh, it's okay. relatively were, easy to get around. Were they part there. of uh, the Commonwealth at some point or British rule? You know, they might have been. Um, but it's a very strict Muslim country, which I'm not going to visit there. Right. Is, is that what we're getting to? Which is why it's kind of odd that they would stage a three-day music festival featuring a bunch of Western rock bands. But they did, and they called it Good Vibes. Well, it lasted one night. The 1975 was on the bill for day one on Friday. And Matty Healy decided to call the country's anti-gay laws, quote, effing ridiculous, before he shared a prolonged kiss with bassist Ross McDonald. He was the one that was rumored to be dating mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. Yep. Right. So I'm wondering if uh, maybe he's into all things. Well, he may or may not be, but I, you know, he was trying to make, make a, a point, point. Yeah. Yeah. Which he did. And Malaysia shut it down. Bye. See ya. Next two days of the festival canceled. Get out of here. The 1975 went on to cancel shows in Indonesia and Taiwan. Due to current, quote, current circumstances. So, yeah, that's that. And there you go. That's your latest E-News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a Whitewater Car Wash prize pack. Yeah, it's time to get your car wash, Jeff. And you get a a reusable cup, some air fresheners, all kinds of good stuff. That's all coming up straight ahead. First, to check the roads. We got Denise Johnson here now with your latest traffic. Amanda. Yes. Hi. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? Good. How are you guys? Excellent. Good. We're doing great, Amanda. It is time for Faker for Real. Three headlines, two fake, one real. You get the real headline, and you are going to get your car washed at White Water Car Wash. It's a whole prize pack with all kinds of goodies in there. So is the real headline A, a man stole three cakes with his face printed on them. Is it B, a woman with 15 cats beat up her boyfriend after he refused to join her Thundercat tribe? Or is it C, a man legally changed his name to Shamalama Ding Dong after he won the Mega Millions lottery? I'm going to go with C. It's not. It's actually A. It's the guy with the cakes. Oh, man. Yeah. A 24-year-old guy in Pennsylvania named Dequai Jackson ordered three cakes from a grocery store with photos of himself printed on them. Okay, three. (laughs) Just needed one. Not two, not one. Three. We're going to celebrate me. But uh, he went through the self-checkout and did not pay for the cakes. He bought some candles, some canned items, and some cupcakes and paid twelve ninety nine for them. Oh, he just didn't pay for the cake? He didn't scan the cakes. Because the cakes were worth more than $90 total. Oh, wow. Those are some expensive cakes. Yeah, so police are still looking for him, but it's only a matter of time because they ID'd him based on security footage and the photos he submitted for the case. That was going to be my question. Don't, don't you have to give them the picture that you want to be yes. on the cake? So he's really dumb. He's not the sharpest knife in the drawer, <laughs> no. 
So DeQuay has a criminal record, not surprising. Two mm-hmm. years ago, I guess he was caught stealing $1,000 worth of Yankee candles from a CVS. Sounds heavy. Yeah, so he's a, he's a two-timer, well, that we know of, because that was a story we reported, I don't know, a couple years ago. A while ago? Yeah. It kind of weirds me out, though, when you have faces on cakes. Don't you think that's kind of weird? Usually. Like, because it's odd to me about what part are you going to eat. And also when you slice it. Like, eat their eyeball. Sl- right. Like, are you slicing, like, right through their eye? Yes. Are you slicing through their nose? And then there's, like, you know, the gender parts that are odd. Well, Tim was talking about a friend of his who's going to be celebrating a milestone birthday next year. And I could see that as an occasion where someone might want to say, hey, you know, it's maybe... That person wouldn't order it for themselves, but it could be a fun. Like if you bought it thing. for someone, yeah, yeah. right. That like might be fun for your next big birthday, Fritz. We're gonna get you a cake with your face on oh, it. No, thank you. No, thank you. I think it's weird. I mean, is it just me? It's a little odd. I don't know. It's just different. No, I don't think it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up, what is you've heard of gaslighting? What is ghost lighting? Some of the day's news that didn't make the news is coming up next. Yeah, with some possible severe weather tonight, sun and cloud mix throughout the daytime, a little more humid. It's going to be one of those weeks where we see the humidity slowly build as the week wears on. It's making me very excited because this is our first official week of cheer camp. Oh, yeah? And so now, of course, they've waited for the 100-degree temperatures for us of all course. to be at cheer camp. Yeah. <laughs> There is a possibility of a late evening storm, and downpours are very possible, maybe even some hail into the early overnight. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that. We'll see a high of 87 today, and right now it's 65 at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, uh, and speaking of the heat, air conditioning and heat stroke. Google searches have hit an all-time high. And you've heard of gaslighting, even ghosting. But what is ghostlighting? It is Monday, the 24th of July, 2023. We're Jeff and Jen. And here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. Yeah, this, uh, this historic heat wave we're in is also causing a historic amount of Googling. Searches for heat wave air conditioning, and fans hit an all-time high this month, according to Google Trends. We're also searching for heat stroke more than ever. So what exactly is heat stroke? (laughs) That's the number one question we're asking about it. What is it? What is heat stroke? Because it feels like sometimes when you're out, that's just something people use freely. Like, oh, my God, I'm having a heat stroke. Is it similar to, I mean, not exactly the same, but in the same way that it affects your body, like when you're dehydrated, you know, your your body starts functioning the way it's supposed functioning to. Functioning funkily. Yeah, it's uh, heat stroke is when your core body temperature is 104 or higher. So it's not really a stroke, but it can cause headaches, confusion, slurred speech, seizures, and even kill you. Mm. When it's less severe than that, it's called heat exhaustion. Oh, okay. And heat exhaustion can actually take a few days until you feel back to normal, but you can still be sensitive to hot weather for up to a week or more. 
heat stroke usually requires a hospital stay and up to a year to fully recover from that. Like, that's no joke. Wow. A year. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's been happening. I mean, we've been very blessed locally with our weather, but, you know, out west it's been 117-ish for a couple of weeks now. Right. I mean, yeah, some we've, of the pl- we've had a mild summer yeah, here. so far. Yeah. Now, we were, we were in Europe the last two weeks, and we got lucky because we were sort of like in northwestern Europe. We were in the Netherlands, and we were in Denmark, uh, and we were in Norway. So all of these are like north of where they're really getting that. Like Italy was just taking an absolute Yeah, brutal. Heat well, I saw you guys had on like jackets and sweaters sometimes, so it must have been like a little bit chilly. Yeah, so weather-wise, like, Amsterdam could not have been nicer. It was probably 72 degrees every day that we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denmark was probably 68, and we'd have, like, a sunny day, and then we'd have a partly cloudy day, and then we'd have a rain day, and then we'd have a sunny day. And so we kind of got a mixed bag. And Denmark is a little more north of the Netherlands, and then we moved even further north to Norway, and we were in western Norway, which that was, like, 58, 60 oh, degree wow. highs. In August? <laughs> well, in July. And yeah, I mean, it was, but it was mild, but there was hum- like just enough humidity in the air where it didn't feel winter-like, you know? Cold. Yeah, it felt kind of balmy, but well, like, I know jet- like a windbreaker would do the job. But I think, uh, I know jet streams and all that stuff play into it as well, but, you know, the Netherlands, England... Scandinavia, that's all like the equivalent of Canada on our continent. Yeah. Like it's further north. It's way north of here. But on the way back, we took a plane from Oslo to Paris. And when we got off the plane, like you're walking through the tube in Paris and the, and the, the, uh, you know, those, those tubes that you like when you get off the plane and you're heading into the terminal and you're in these tubes. Well, here, here you can't see what's outside, but there they're made of like plexiglass. Mm hmm. So it lets all that heat in, and you could feel that humidity <laughs> when you got off the plane in Paris. You're like, oh, this is what they were talking about. Yeah. They were just conditioning you for to make it back to the Midwest. Yeah. They're on the way. Uh, but we saw people who were just, like, you know, pouring water on themselves in Rome and it just not making any difference. Wow. So what do you do for heat exhaustion? Well, get out of the heat and find some AC, of course, if you can, but also drink fluids. Maybe take a cold bath, loosen those clothes, drench them in water if you have to. And definitely call 911 if those symptoms get worse or happen to last more than an hour. But you'll you'll see the signs. If you're suffering from heavy sweating, if you're if you're feel if your heart is racing, that's a sign. You start cramping up, that's a sign that you're dehydrated and that you could be heading into heat exhaustion. Uh, a headache, you add a headache to that, dizziness, feeling faint, and being tired or weak in general, that's when you know you need help. But a heat stroke is even worse. People tend to feel very confused, might even become aggressive or combative. And when it's bad enough to be a heat stroke, you're not supposed to give them water. Because at that point, it doesn't do much. They could they could inhale it into their lungs by mistake. And if they're low on electrolytes, water could actually make things worse. Instead, they say call 911 right away and do other things to cool them down, like putting cold towels over them. Oh, my gosh. All right. It's 730 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. Jen is off today. She's back in tomorrow. So you got me, Fritch, and Tim. And one of our top news that didn't make the news stories this morning 
Have you heard of this dating term called ghost lighting? No, this is new for me. It's actually not brand new, but it is trending right now. It's kind of a mashup of two terms you have heard of. Ghosting, when you disappear and stop responding to calls or texts. It's sort of a recurring theme on Second Date Update. And then gaslighting, when you make someone question their reality. Well, ghost lighting is both. It's when you disappear, get called out for it, and try to claim, oh, I wasn't ghosting you. I was just really busy. Oh, we've heard this before. We just haven't called it this. Yeah. Right. This happens all the time on Second Date Update. It does. And people have been using the term online since at least 2017, but now it's actually going to the mainstream. And it's not always just a dating thing. Like, this is something that friends do, too, to each other. Like, instead of telling a friend you don't want to hang out anymore, you just ghost them. You just don't respond, and then all of a sudden when they And then they realize that they call you out on it, and you claim, oh, man, work has just been really crazy, and, you know, I've had a bunch of family stuff, and this, that, and the other thing. I guess the meanest version is when you act oblivious and make them feel crazy for caring so much. Like, what do you mean? I've been here all along. Honey, find something to do. <laughs> what, do you have no life? <laughs> Come on. You know, we, we don't have to get together all the time. Well, yeah, but it's been like a year since we... Well, I've, I've been busy. You know, I have a life. <laughs> I have so many things going on. Yeah, when they start doing that, that's that's yeah, ghost lighting. That's when it's in trouble. Big time. It's hard, though, keeping up with everybody, Jeff. It's just so hard. I, I know. It's so hard <laughs> because I have so many friends. How do you do it? I just don't know. I can't keep up. I can't keep up with everybody. I have no more room for friends. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though, is we'll be, out. we'll be out somewhere, and, you know, we meet people all the time, and it's really cool to connect with new people, and, you know, all like totally. ha- half of me is going, I really like these people. That's really cool. We should go out to dinner with them or, you know, invite them to that thing. And then the other half of my brain is going, I can't keep up with the damn friends I have. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, what, what, what am I, what are we doing? You love and you want to meet new people and you want to hang out with them and you really hit it off. Yeah. And then you're like, I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. Right. So something that, that I find very helpful whenever I travel are picture signs. And Europe in general, doesn't matter what country you go to in Europe, most of the, the signs are sort of uniform. You know, they're all kind of the same. So you can identify a no parking spot, not because it says no parking, but because it's like a circular blue sign with a red X through it. So if you see that, that means don't park here. Well, we were at the Oslo Opera House in Norway one day, and if you've ever seen it, it's a very sort of modern design that's designed to look like an iceberg. Ooh, and, that's cool. And you can walk on top of the roof because it slopes up from the okay. ground. And you can get pretty high up there. And it also sits on what's known as the Oslo Fjord, which is a river. And if you're not careful... You could fall off the side of it into the water. What? Well, it's... Does it happen a, a lot? There's a wall. Okay. And there are picture signs on it showing people don't dive off of this. It doesn't say do not dive or do not jump into the water, but it's got a little X through the sign. Don't dive. 
with a figure of a person who's diving off the side of the building. I'm sure they feel like they don't have to do that. Communicating one person. All languages, right. Just one. And evidently, somebody didn't pay attention to the sign, so they had to put barricades up in front of the wall to add as a... As an additional deterrent, because people don't pay attention to warning signs Mm -hmm. or warning labels. And, you know, when you think, I mean, there's warning labels on everything these days. Yeah. Virtually every product has a long write up with red lettering about how the thing can be dangerous if you're not careful. And it didn't always used to be this way. There were very few warning labels until the 1960s when they started going on packs of cigarettes, and then other products followed suit. And then things went really crazy in the 1990s when everybody started following these these lawsuits, like, you know, the woman who filed a lawsuit because she spilled McDonald's coffee on her lap. Oh, yeah. And she scalded herself, and she said there should have been a warning label on the, on the coffee cup saying... Hot. Right. Caution hot. Contains... Hot liquid. That was the time. I remember that story. Isn't that a common sense given? But I feel like that was kind of the launching point for so many warning labels. It was. So now researchers are worried that we're so desensitized that no one ever reads them or even notices warning labels anymore, which has made them basically pointless. In fact, one expert says warning labels have become ubiquitous. If everything in the supermarket is labeled as dangerous, then you don't know what to buy. Yeah, that's the truth. Right? That means that companies can't rely on people reading through all the warnings. So they may redesign some products to make them safer for consumers, like, for example, requiring someone to pull a lever or push a button to start a lawnmower rather than having it start with the turn of a key. Oh, like itself? Yeah. Well, that just happened also... Last week, I believe someone won um, some money from McDonald's because they were burned by one of the chicken nuggets. I think it was like 80000 or something like that or okay. 800000 I don't remember the exact total, yeah. but there was some. Do you remember the total, John? That I thought, but it was a child. It was yeah, like a, a, a was two-year-old burned a was burned nugget. by a chicken nugget. Yeah. yeah, and they got like tons of money from McDonald's for it. Well, since we're talking about warnings, before we go to John, let me give you this warning. (laughs) It seems like products are constantly being recalled for things like salmonella. I've never seen this before. Trader Joe's just issued a recall for two types of cookies they sell because they might contain rocks. Oh, my gosh. Please don't say it's the chocolate chip biscottis. (laughs) No, they have. Well, they haven't elaborated or explained (laughs) how the rocks even got in there. Uh, But they've already been pulled from the shelves. Anyone who's already bought them can bring them back for a full refund. The two types of cookies, Tim, that might be full of rocks are the almond windmill cookies and their dark chocolate chunk with almonds. Mm. And so all people the, think they're chewing on the almonds, but it's really rocks. It could be a rock. All the potentially rock-filled snacks have sell-by dates between October 17th and 21st. So if you bought either of those types, but they have a different sell-by date, they're fine. All right. So the sell-by dates you got to be concerned about are the ones that are between October 17th and October 21st. And with that, we turn now to 9 News consumer reporter John Matteris. So you don't eat rocks or you know, waste your money. You might have explained why so many times I eat almonds, and I'm sure I'm eating rocks. <laughs> you know, you bite into an almond or an almond joy or something and crunch. 
Yeah. Like, is that my teeth or was that a rock? And I love how there's different pronunciations for almonds. I say almond. He just said almond. I, I knew say pe- almonds. I knew almonds. people who, <laughs> I had family members who live in Sacramento, California, which is where the Blue Diamond uh, Almond Factories. Factory is, and they call them almonds. Almonds. There. Yeah, yeah, different names. So, right? so there is different an L names. or not. So good for you, healthy, but uh, they sometimes chew like rocks. Yeah, and it can be expensive. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk to you about Barbie. Talk to us about Barbie. Hey, Barbie. Because the doll the or the hottest, movie? Well, the hottest movie of the year, and I'm sure Fritch was there opening day. Yeah, Tim and I went to a preview on Tuesday night, uh-huh. and it's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> we really liked it. Good, good. Uh, everybody's buzzing about Barbie. Did you watch Barbie. it yet? No, I have not. Oh, you need to go. No, I have not. You need but to I, go. I need to. First night, going to the three ten. You want to come? Uh, I usually wait for the uh, three dollar ninety nine special on Amazon oh, Prime. Sure of course, you do. he does. Exactly. Yeah. We know who we're talking. When it's right. included with Prime, then right? I'll when it's watch. free with Prime, that's right. <laughs> then I watch. A, then I watch a movie. But everyone's buzzing about it, and as a result, there's a lot of interest in Barbie dolls. And we oh, went to yeah. a doll shop. It's a collectible doll shop, believe it or not, on Beachmont Avenue, Mount Washington. Oh, Smiley's Dolls and Collectibles. And people are like, really? Yeah, there is. And it's filled with hundreds of old dolls. Actually, Jeff, for, for people like you and me, they have old Hot Wheels. Is oh, it cool. creepy there? No, oh, it's okay. not creepy. Well, because sometimes like, dolls are creepy. Yeah, they can be, yes. Yeah. But it's, it's not. They have all sorts. They have Star Wars Legos from the 1990s. So that's it's pretty cool. cool. Oh, that's very uh, cool. So we talked to them about, you know, are Barbies going up in value? And they said, yes, they are going up in value because of the movie, but only a few. It's the ones from the 80s and 90s with that look of the big blonde hair, the bright colors. The outfits were bright pastels and hot pinks and yellows and and those bright colors. Because why? Because it matches the movie. So it's the Barbies that look like the Barbie and Ken in the movie that are now going up in value. And dolls that were $20 may now be worth $100. She had one uh, that almost looked like Barbie in the movie, almost looked like Margot Robbie. And it was, that one was like 200 bucks because it it just matches the movie. There were a handful of Barbies in the movie that I guess were created through the years that they discontinued for whatever reason. Oh yeah. So that's I, funny. I thought you were going to say it was one of those. Well, Barbies. yeah. I I'm sure those, those are probably. I'm worse. sure yeah. those now are also good. Yeah. People are looking for the ones that were featured in the movie. Now this is interesting. The ones that are not going up in value. The Barbies that are worth like five bucks. It's probably all the ones Fritch has from all her childhood. All the holiday parties Thank you. that people keep in holiday the Holiday Barbies. Oh, yeah. The one that you got every Christmas when you were 8 and 10 yeah. years old, and your mom said, don't open it because it's going to be really valuable when you grow up. So that Barbie, the holiday Barbie in the big box with the year on it, two, we saw them, there's a 2006 oh, yeah. holiday Barbie. With the Barbie. green velvet dress Yes, on. yes, either a dark red <laughs> or a dark green velvet dress. She said, oh, these are worth like maybe $10 so because there's millions be, of them. But they have to be. Uh, in the box, not played with. Yes, a uh, doll to be valuable needs to be original. Uh, the original outfit, and the hair not touched themselves. in the box. Yeah, how many ten year olds would get a doll and not play with it? Yeah. Only when mom tells you tuck away the holiday Barbie, which is now not worth anything. Uh, also, if you uh, altered the doll, if you cut the hair off, like I'm sure Weird you did, Barbie. right? Weird uh, Barbie, and he turned the head around, <laughs> and it looked like something from Sid in the movie Toy Story, yes. where he puts like the spider head on top but of the doll. You had to have 
have one that was at least <laughs> like that for experimentation. Yes, you had to have a science experiment. You had your Barbie. whole little Barbie clean, and then you had the one Barbie that you put makeup on and made their face really short. Right, right. I think that's how my sister realized she wanted to go into cosmetology was because of all of the cutting of the Barbie hair when we were little. That's funny. <laughs> there it's you the go. Truth. There you go. So check out what you have in the closet Is at home. Is there a toy I, ha- I have right now that or should we buy for our kids that we should hold on to for 30 oh, years and not it's open? It's always been that way. It's always like, yeah, Beanie Babies, they're going to be worth millions. Yeah, no, you have to not. like you have to like pay people to take them away. The Furbies, all that Furbies, stuff has come yes, back around. Exactly. So, I don't know. Just play with the toys. Enjoy them. As I always say, don't waste your money. Alright, what are you working on for tonight? Oh, speaking of old stuff, if you're trying to clear out mom and dad's house, should you hire an estate selling company or is it a waste of money? Wow, we'll you know. that's a good topic. I could have used you a few years ago yeah. on that. All right, it is 743, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Weather-wise, sun and cloud mixed today. It'll be a little more humid today than it was yesterday, and we're going to see that humidity sort of increase as the week wears on. The only thing to be concerned about uh, late possibility of late evening storms, throw in some downpours and some possible hail. It's definitely something we're going to keep an eye on tonight. We'll see a high of 87, and right now it's 65 here at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, coming up, another round of second date update. But first, to check the roads, Denise Johnson has your latest. Appreciate you coming to a thing because you didn't have to. And it's really easy not to go to things. It is so much easier not to do things than to do them that you would do anything is totally remarkable. (laughs) Percentage-wise, it is 100% easier not to do things than to do them. And so much fun not to do them, especially when you were supposed to do them. In terms of like instant relief, canceling plans is like heroin. It is an amazing feeling. Such instant joy. Kids don't like that. Kids always want to do stuff. Kids get angry. They go, oh, we didn't do anything all day. You ever ask an adult what they did over the weekend and they say they didn't do anything? Their faces light up. <laughs> You're like, what'd you do this weekend? I, um, I did nothing. I did nothing at all. <laughs> did we do anything? No, I didn't do anything. People especially don't want to do their jobs. I've, I've found that out recently, too. I have a friend named Megan. She's an elementary school teacher. And I was out with her one night, and she was drinking like a monster. And I said to her, don't you have to do a shift at school tomorrow? And she went, ah, I'll just show a video. And I was like, that's why teachers show videos? Yeah, that's John Mulaney. It all <laughs> makes sense now. Yes, it does. After all these years. <laughs> all right, 749. I've uh, got second date update coming up here in the next five minutes. One one observation that I made when we were traveling is how sparkling clean everything seemed to be in Norway. Mm-hmm. Like the streets. The parks. Why is that? Do the they have cities really strict rules on littering? I guess. Hmm. I they seem to have a lot of service people everywhere you go. You know, like there'd be somebody picking up trash, emptying out waste baskets in the city parks or along the streets. Uh, there was always someone in like a yellow vest or orange jacket that you could ask for directions, and they would take the time with pleasure to to give you directions or point you in the right spot 
right down to some guy who just handled security at the train station. That's cool. That's it, great. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, we were there for two weeks, and so we were doing it all, man. It was planes, trains, and automobiles. What surprised you the most about Norway? Uh, how breathtakingly biblical, like just spectacular it looks. But this is Western Norway. Like the scenery? Unreal. Like just it doesn't look mind-blowing. Like it, the Grand Canyon? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're just that kind of awe-inspiring, like, like <gasps> yeah. wow. This was has got to be one of the most beautiful places on earth. Was it easy for you to get around to all these places? I mean, obviously, yes. English isn't the major language in any of those places. Because it's that's more always, it's more prevalent than you might than think. think. It's that's required. My question. Okay, so Norway now requires. It's funny because Kristen has a lot of family in Norway, and you know these are like these are old schoolers. You know they've been mm-hmm. around for a while back before English was required. Now they they speak pretty good English, but the young people today. I mean, these little kids were like, you know, my name is Sally. Like <laughs> they're they're just extending. Those, their hands to shake your hand and welcome you to the country. It's now a required part of the curriculum in Norway. I assume it's the same in Denmark and Amsterdam because everybody there pretty much speaks speaks English English and they speak it well. And it's my understanding, I've been told, that Norwegian and English are very similar in terms of the way we structure sentences. So the verb tense is the same, ah, which oh, makes them helpful. easier, yeah. right, to switch back and forth. So there was that. Um, we started out in Bergen, which is on the west coast of Norway. That's Bergen. where it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if you go further north, you can you can take a boat and you can travel through the fjords where you're just surrounded by these gigantic monstrous mountains, mountains on either and side of, and all that yeah that sounds cool it's so dramatic what and I, by the way ahead. just a side note here uh just a little further north is where they filmed a big portion of mission impossible oh so the like current mission the, impossible? the train scenes yeah like oh. like the train scenes and the mountain jumping off those that's a public park oh, you can go to oh, you wow. can go to that mountain so when he's doing that motorcycle scene that we see in the trailer yeah. that's it oh that's neat did you see any northern lights while you were up there no i did not oh bummer, bummer. no but it like- gets late it gets dark very late like it was 11 o'clock there's a picture of me that was taken at 1101 p.m and the sky is still still light blue it's like it looks like dusk and then i woke up in the middle of the night one night to go to the bathroom and it was 4.15 in the morning, and it was light out. It was like oh, this. Wow. So it's only dark for a few hours? Just a couple That's hours. you're close. I mean, you're way up the you're earth. You're up by the, by the sun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like at the top of the earth. <laughs> so, but just, like, some... just like in Alaska where you get the sun all year round right. and the darkness all year round. Is it hard for you to, because I feel like people are sometimes intimidated by traveling because they want to be. know. So were you driving around all these places? Like, were you driving? Rented a car in Bergen. And it was easy for you to just no understand problem. the car and all the noise? Well, it was a Volvo, so it wasn't that hard to understand. Oh, yeah. You know, they got, I mean, they got most of the same car brands that we do with a couple of ringers that, you know, you may not, like an Opel yep. or a Skoda or, uh, well, we got Fiat's here, yeah. so, right? What's the British one? The Piaggio? Yeah, or whatever. Uh, Peugeot. Peugeot. Well, that's the French one, or the right? French yeah. one. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you rented a car, you drove around. I couldn't figure out the GPS, but but you did like an American GPS kind of version. Yeah, I mean my my iPhone GPS worked fine. Okay. And it was all good. I mean, it was it got a little crazy. Like when I first drove into the city of Bergen, there's so many one way streets and there was so much traffic that I had to do a a couple of turnarounds once or twice. And you really got to pay attention because there's so many tourists that you're liable to hit someone. They just walk right out in the middle of the street and they have the right of way. So you got to pay attention. And when you oh. don't really know the area, yeah, it can be a little That's scary, overwhelming. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, we drove to all those places in Western Norway and we flew on what five different airlines. Yeah. We were so lucky. That That's we what didn't... I asked Jeff. That was my first question, Tim, before you got here. Cause I knew all of your travel arrangements. Like I knew you were doing things on this and you were taking this plane and you were doing this. And I was like, was everybody on time? And he said, yeah, everybody was on time. All five of his flights, everything on time without a hitch. I'm oh, like, no. boy, there did were... you get lucky? I think there were closer to 10. How many, fl- how many legs did we take? One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven. We took like seven different flights on five different airlines. Isn't that wild. And we checked bags on all of them. And everything was great? No issues. Tim, is that encouraging you now to check a bag? Why would I want to check a bag? <laughs> well, for us, we were gone for two weeks, so we had a lot yeah. of different. I mean, we had varied climates. We I was going to say that. going on the water. We were going to dinners and so we, yeah, we had you to needed your stuff. fancy clothes. You needed your not fancy clothes. You needed your parka. You needed your swimsuit. We would rather have it than not have it and yeah, be like, sure. oh man, I, I wish go I would have brought this. Right, right. Well, I can't wait for you to post some pictures, which I think you'll be putting up at some point. At today. some point. Yeah. Whenever you can get unburied in your 700 emails. You bet. I know we got to take a break, but I want to know more about the food coming up. Amazing. We'll get to <laughs> it. All straight ahead. <laughs> So John is looking for a second date update with a woman named Christine. Hi, John. How are you, man? Hey, good morning, guys. I'm doing okay, thanks. Good. Let's see what we can do for you here. We got your email. We kind of glossed over it. If you could take us through the finer details, tell us how you met Christine and how that first date went, that'd be great. Sure. Okay. Well, I met her on Tinder. Uh, Actually, I meet meet a lot of girls on Tinder. I, I have for years. Um, a couple have turned into some pretty good relationships, even though that's not exactly what I'm looking for. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, and I'm not opposed to seeing if there might be something there with this one. Uh, she's a good time, man. She's fun, funny, smart. You know, seems to have her together, so that's a good sign. You know, she has a good job. Her condo's paid for. There's no student loans. She's got a nice car. I mean, she's ticking all the boxes, you know. You really checked her out, man. Yeah. You know, her financial situation and everything. Yeah. And, you know, she claims to have no credit card debt. You know, I always take that line with a grain of salt. But <laughs> right, you know, something about the way she said it, you know, made it really believable. I don't know. I just, I liked her. And, I mean, she did invite me, you know, back to her place. We had a little drink, and it, it wasn't perfect, but it, but it was good. Now, what do you mean it wasn't perfect? What was imperfect about that? I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like a fairy tale type thing where we opened the you know where we next morning we opened the doors and there were doves and animals running around or anything like that. But I mean, it was it was good. It was it was it was good. There was chemistry and. Okay. But that, you so you just, stayed the night. More than just yes, sir. Okay, I did. Got it. And that's where I get a little lost because, you know, when a girl takes you home, and you know does whatever she does, and then. 
disappears. I don't know. It was it was her idea. So when I left the next morning, I got an affectionate hug and a nice kiss, and I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So so that felt good. it sure seemed like there was going to be a part two, three, four, five, six, whatever wow. to me. I love so, that you're open to it. Hmm. I mean, that's just what the signs are telling me. So good. I don't know how else to take it. Okay. So we can call her up after we take the break. Anything else you want to add before we do? No, I just I'm just anxious to see what's going on. So okay. Thanks. Then that's what we'll do. We'll take a break here. When we come back, we'll call Christine and see what she thought of John and her evening with him. And if there will be a two, three, four, five, or six coming up next <laughs> with Jeff and Jen here at Cincinnati's Q102. So John is not new to the Tinder thing, but John isn't just done hookups a couple of relationships have sprouted from his use of tinder so he is open to it and i don't know he thinks that there might be a possibility here with christine really liked her they have a lot in common and he thought she was fantastic like he's really into her he was invited back to her place stayed the night he said it felt good right up until the end so now we just want to know what christine's deal is because john can't think of anything out of the ordinary that went down that might be you know preventing her from returning his calls or texts. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss. There really is nothing else I can add. Okay. That's assuming she doesn't have something else going on. You know, Maybe mm-hmm. she's a hey, exactly, sampler of the yeah. Tinder, right? All right, let's call Christine and see what's up. Hello? All right, can we speak to Christine, please? This is Christine. Christine, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Hi, Jeff and Jen. This is exciting. Fritch and Tim are here, too. Hi. Good morning. morning. How are you? Do I get to play the 1K letter of the day? (laughs) Soon. Hang tight. A little bit. Uh, Every weekday morning at 820. We're not quite there yet. But okay, so then what. I think I know why you're calling. Yes, we were going to ask if you'd be willing to participate in something else we do on the job. Okay. Oh, see, no her, one K letter of the day. No, her whole tone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Well, there's I no think money I know in. this is about. Maybe there's a nice dinner and a date we could treat you to. <laughs> I think I'd rather get a thousand dollars. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So talk to us about John. I assume we're talking about the same person? Yeah. Well, so John likes you. John thinks you're great. What happened Thank there? Thank you. This is just like a little awkward. I'm not really sure like exactly, you know, what how to phrase this. Well, Have you ever been like given something that looks like a really big present and it's a really big box so you think it's going to be like a really great big gift? <laughs> And then you open it. It's just some, like, little dinky thing that, like, is not fun at all. And you're just, like, I don't know, super disappointed or something. I'm almost afraid. Mm-hmm. I think I know where this is going. Well, yeah. So we'll play along. Sure. Yes. Sure, that's is, happened to everyone, I think, at some point in time. Is that what happened here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened with him. I mean, I'll just put it this way. The underwear that he was wearing kind of like oversold oh. and I don't know if he was stuffing something down there or I'm not sure what happened but it's just 
It's just, he's a nice guy. I was just, like, very disappointed. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that, Christine. John, I'm I'm sorry that this is the answer. I don't know what to tell you, bud. Well, I've never, I've never been told that before. I mean, never. No one has ever complained. Most women come back for seconds and thirds and fourths. I mean, I don't know what to say other than f- you for going on the wow. radio and uh. telling everyone I have like a little. D- I mean, seriously. Is he? Can I see? Are you putting like socks down your pants or something and like make yourself look big? This is bull. Well, it's like false advertising. I will say the other day I was in my Tommy John's getting and ready for work. And admiring in the mirror. <laughs> wow. I, I, I happened Thinking, to, hey. I happened to turn <laughs> just so, and I was like, hey there, cowboy. That's a hell of a profile <laughs> pic. Yeah, that's a handsome. No. These are some good fitting underwear right here. Who knew, who knew I had all that going on? John, I'm really sorry to put you on blast. You're a nice guy. Just, I'm just being honest. Well, you're wrong. I'm sure there's another girl out there that's going to be very happy with you. You know, I was talking to a a friend a while back who was talking to me about some of her very early experiences. Like, the first two guys that she slept with were beyond exceptional. (laughs) And I think when you start with that and then later experience something that's average, it all is subjective. And so I am sure that you know, her third and fourth and 25th all seemed much smaller than numbers one and two. I agree 100%. So maybe that was your early experience as well, and now it's just kind of tough to top that? Well, I never really thought of it that way, but now that you mention it, the guy that I lost my virginity to mm-hmm. was like, yeah. oh my I've gosh. never seen anything like it since. But you don't know that. If it's, your fir- if, you're, if it's your first one, you don't know. You think they're all like that. You don't know what you are you're handling. You have no idea. Yeah. yeah you think, oh. I think you're right. That's what it is. This is what they're all like. Yeah. Well, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And unfortunate, unfortunate that it wasn't a good was fit. Unfortunate going to be my word. I'm very sorry, brother, but you did say that you've had no complaints and you seem to have a relatively successful track record up until now. So, yeah, we're totally going to we're going to believe you and just I this is yeah, I came out of left field. I don't know what she's talking about. So, okay. Christine, thank you for taking the call. Yes, we appreciate you and your honesty. And John, best of luck to you in the thank, future. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I still would have rather did like the 1K better of the day, but thank you guys. I think I would have rather done it too. Knows now. Now he knows the truth. So. Stick around. It's coming up. Okay. Bye. If we can do a second date update for you, shoot us an email. Jeff and Jen at WKRQ.com. Hey, Mary. Jeff, welcome back. I love the pictures. Oh, thank you. It, the pictures don't do it justice, Mary. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yep. If you ever have an opportunity, highly recommend Norway. I don't it's think so that's beautiful. ever going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Most normal people don't have Jeff's budget for traveling. <laughs> well, listen, you know, I don't do them every month. I mean, I got to take some time to save up for these things just like everybody else. You got to get your I Sky know, Miles but... card so that you can use your points. Yeah, you got to make the them point. work. Yeah. It's so fantastic you found someone who loves to travel like you do. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to try to win you $1,000 to put toward your Norway fund. <laughs> if you can answer 10 questions that begin with a letter that we're about to reveal here. I mean, you know, you're running the place. I mean, they could they could do without you for a week or two over there. You they know? could. 
Oh, yeah. I'm on my walk, so sorry if I sound a little out of breath. Okay, yeah. And I told Jeff when I picked up the phone, I was like, she sounds like really far away. <laughs> I had you on speaker was why. It oh, sounds gotcha, way gotcha. better now, yeah. Okay. Good. Well, don't be mad at me. I don't pick these letters, but you got the letter Q. But oh, you, you've done well with Q in the past, and <laughs> it also says here that I'm just showing everybody else the What's piece of paper say? here. It says she gets one free pass. Okay. Oh, one free pass. So nine. You're going to do only nine. Get nine. Yeah. So if you can do nine. That's solid, Mary. Nine questions in 30 seconds that begin with the letter Q. We'll give you $1,000. Okay. We'll write that check right. out to Mary Pugh. So I've got 30 seconds on the clock, and I will not start the timer until Tim is finished asking the first question. All right, Mary, you ready? All right. Yes, Tim. Let's go. All right. With the letter Q. Good luck. <laughs> Tell me something a Viking would yell. Huh. Quit. Something red. Queef. Something blue. Colored quarter. Quarter. Something white. Queen. Type of fish. Gosh. Pass. A body of water. Quebec Sea. Something in your suitcase. <laughs> Hubert game. Something square. Q in the Ikea. <laughs> a drink. Quebec. <laughs> Quebec is square. It's, I got to tell you, man, I love it. And I you mean, give it a good shot. It is you fun to listen to you yes, make the attempt. Job. It really is. It's, what did you say? Cubit game? Is that a C-U? Cubert. What's a Cubert? <laughs> it was What's a video a game in the oh, 80s. Is that the real guys. thing? Dun, I was thinking Quest. Was, oh, it like, okay. was it Quest like a game? Yes, Cubert yep. was an Atari game, like way and it back. With Q. Yeah, wow. Cubert was the character. Mary. It actually was, was turned impressive. into a, it was a cartoon too well. on USA Cartoon <laughs> Express. Oh man, alive! That was solid. Yeah, that wasn't too bad for Q. Heck no, girl, you did great. Although I don't think Quebec C is a thing. I don't it think so. It doesn't matter. No. But I appreciate that you just came up with something for seven of the ten questions. Yes. Right. So. While walking. Thanks, guys. While walking, correct. That's pretty good. <laughs> walking and thinking is hard. I, I know, breathing. right? Walking and breathing is hard. <laughs> it only gets right, worse. You did awesome. So Bye, much. Mary. Thanks, Thanks Have Mary. Have a great day, girl. Appreciate it. Have a great yeah. week. Too. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. Man. Oh. Hard. Yeah. I mean, not that I take pleasure when Mary gets a crappy letter like that, but it is fun listening to her try to make up words. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I appreciate Because she goes effort. for it. Like, yes. you know, you'll have other people who Same. call and they'll be like, oh, uh, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't even know. I just, uh, I, I quit. I can't. Yeah. Uh, right. And they don't even say pass. They just go, uh, right. you got to pass, man. Pass oh. quick. It's in the rules. Yeah. Or the suggested rules, I guess I should say. So we, um, what were you going to tell us about the food that you ate along your journey since we were just kind of talking about your trip? Yeah, it was, Tim mo- said it was mostly he wanted to know about the cuisine. Yeah, I want to hear about the food, and we also have to fill you in about something, a, a show note. But let's go food first. Oh, yeah, a show note. Uh, food is super simple. It's super fresh. It's yeah, we, There was mostly seafood. I mean, you can order whatever you want. Uh, they call them... Not Oompa Loompas, but I think they're called Oompas, which are basically just these sort of like glorified sausage hot dogs. They got stands everywhere, and they're phenomenal. They're really good. Ooh. And so you have a choice of different toppings, and, you know, they're they're like a good foot long. Um, so, anyway, those were addictive, and we had them in just about every city we visited. But, like, for these sit-down dinners, yeah, it was mostly seafood, just really good 
simple preparations, nothing fancy, nothing covered in exotic sauces. Uh, there were a couple of things that I tried that I've never had before, like herring, which is, you know, like tends to be. How, how was it served? Uh, like in a cream sauce? Was it pickled? Was it? It, it was not pickled. There was a cream sauce, but it wasn't like smothering in it. Right. Just a was little. Was it fishy? No. Oh, really? Surprisingly, it was oh, not. Oh, wow. What about that? So we talked about it a little bit on the air, but you went on some sort of boat ride? We took, uh, we chartered a boat up the, I forget the name of the the fjord in Bergen. So fjord is river, right? Yes. But fjords tend to refer to the rivers that are surrounded by these just gigantic mountains and cliffs. That's sort of the difference between, say, how we think of a fjord versus a river, even though technically they're the same things. And it's breathtaking. I, I don't even know. Like the pictures I was telling Mary, it, it, they, they don't do it justice because they don't show you the depth. And how big everything You're is. looking mm-hmm. at yeah. it in two-dimensional, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to bring that to life And when you're looking at it on your phone, you know? Right. But it it's just so, it's just one of those... Moments yeah. where you're like, I, I can't believe this is real. This is the kind of thing that you see in Mission Impossible movies. And then I was like, oh, that's because they filmed the movie here. Everybody kept saying when we were in Bergen, Norway, hey, did you know Tom Cruise was there? They were filming Mission Impossible, like right here. Just go, go up that river. Did anybody have any interactions with Tom Cruise? We didn't meet anyone that did, but yeah. evidently they spent some time there. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. And he was spotted on a on a bunch of different occasions, so... I guess he was interacting with the locals. Did you feel like the people were happier there? Because they're always on the list of some of the happiest people, like oh my Netherlands, God. Norway, like that whole little area there. Yeah, and they're were just... Were they all nice? They're like, hi, hi, and they look at you in the eye, and they're helpful. And if you look even lost for just one second, they're like, are you lost? Can we help you? Either that or I just look really lost. Whenever I'm <laughs> Everyone, Everyone's That's trying to help this guy. <laughs> they were like, see this guy with the glasses? Yeah, we got to get him. Yeah, they got a pretty good quality of life up in Norway just because it's such a wealthy nation. You know, they're not. I, I said I was talking to someone at a, at a dinner and I said, uh, I, I said, now, Norway is not part of the European Union, right? They're like, we, we got oil and we got fish. Why do we need to be? Like, oh, yeah. We, we got everything we need. We have need all of here. our assets right here. And it's sparkling clean. Like the, 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 the parks, the cities, you know, they take really good care of their environment up there. And so I think, yeah, just between that and the, the, they just seem to have a really good quality of life and everybody seems happy. Although, I don't know, man, those winters seem like they would be brutal. I mean, keep in mind, we went in July and we had jackets on. It was 58 degrees for a high one day in Bergen. Now, granted, they were kind of going through a cold snap, but I wasn't expecting to. I just looked up population of Norway, 5 million people. To put that in perspective, Ohio is 11. Oh, right. So it's like half the population and of And they're Ohio. mostly in the southern part of the country. And probably in the cities, too. Because there's not much going on. Like, once you go north of Bergen, there's not... Much to it, and so then from there we flew to Sandefjord, which is in southeastern Norway. It's more of a vacation spot. You got a lot of summer homes there, mm-hmm. big ones, little ones, little little huta, little hutas that they. It's spelled like H Y T T E, but I think it's pronounced huta. Is it like a cabin, sort of? Yeah, yeah pretty much. He stayed in one that didn't have running water. Right? Oh, that's that was updated. Oh. We got there. 
So we stayed at Kristen's aunt and uncle's house. But they had this little hut or this little house in the backyard that they were going to put us up in. And back in the day, it didn't have running water. It had electricity, but it didn't have running water. So she said, I'm just telling you, heads up, you know, when we stay there, you're going to have to, like, walk outside to use the bathroom in the main house. I'm like, that's no problem. (laughs) We get there, and they said, oh, no, we completely updated it. It has a shower, and it has a full bathroom in there. We added a second bedroom, and... It was sweet. I got the best night's sleep ever. Do they rent it out like an Airbnb-ish kind of thing? No, but they should. Oh, yeah. They totally great. could. And it's tucked in between these rocks, and it's only a five-minute walk to the water. So it's super cute. Oh, that's, wow. That's, that's great. Cool. Yeah, they're not big, but they're they're cute. Mm-hmm. And they they just live in this little gated community of all these other little, little houses, and that's where they spend like three months out of the, You know, they're retired. Sure. Uh, but even people from Oslo, it's an hour and a half from Oslo. So a lot of the people who live full time in Oslo who work during the week, they'll come down there for the weekend oh, and stay. Lovely. Like and a little weekend getaway. Right. That's awesome. I'm yeah. jealous. I'm excited for you. If you ever have an opportunity, and I know you're going to Germany and the Czech Republic uh, later this year, right? Yeah, I've been in September. And you've never been to Germany or the I Czech Republic? I have been to Germany. I've not been to Czech Republic. Got it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm excited. That'll be our, our dabble back into European travel and like. Chris has never been. He's right. never been to Europe at all? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. It's, but it's been a while for me. Yeah, I mean, every country Same. is different. I mean, Amsterdam, we spent some time in the Netherlands. That's completely different than, say, Oslo, where Oslo is a very sort of sleek, modern, architecturally innovative city, whereas Amsterdam tends to be more Classic. traditional. Right, and a lot more pot smokers in Amsterdam. But every <laughs> city that you go to is different. You know, some cities are, are cleaner than others. I came across a story this morning about France, how they're trying to clamp down on irresponsible pet owners who let their dog crap here, there, and everywhere and don't clean up after themselves. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it's irritating. You know, whether you're a dog lover or not, yeah, like, you, you it don't takes step two it. seconds. You don't right? want to smell it. Oh, no, you don't want things. your dog eating someone else's yeah, yeah poo. Right? It's gross. But especially when it's on your property. Yep. Like you live in a neighborhood where people, they walk their dog and then the neighbor's dog takes a crap on your lawn and doesn't pick it up. Oh, yeah. We used to deal with this. Um, Our neighbor had two German shepherds. And before we moved in, they they had a relationship with the existing owner. So they would just come over and they didn't really play in the yard very much. But we were like, we're in the yard all the time. So those are big dogs. Yeah. And the poos are pretty big. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. But she took care of it. But that's we had good. to talk about it, you know, because you're like, um, excuse me. Yeah, so that's that's a problem not just here in our community, but it's, you know, it's something people deal with all over the world, including France. So what are they doing? Well, their own CSI on the situation. Several towns and cities in France and Spain and the U.K. are now using DNA testing to track down irresponsible pet owners. How? Oh, my god! They now have programs that require pet owners to have their dog's genetics registered and logged in a database that can be accessed by the authorities for several reasons, including tracking dog poop that's left out in public. 
So if they, so if like the poop police is walking around, yes, they can take a sample and a picture and document it. And they sent it to the cops for wow. DNA analysis, which, you know, on one hand sounds kind of absurd, but on the other hand is kind of awesome. Do they get fined or what's the punishment? Yeah. If you get caught, you're issued a fine for the equivalent of about $135. Dang, that's incentive to pick up the poo. Yeah. But my question is, when I was reading the story, I'm like, well, how do they stop people from not having their dog swapped? And it turns out if you're in public with your pet, you're required to carry proof that your dog is registered. So, oh, so if, they can pull you over yeah, for so, that. Yeah, so if Tim is out walking his dog, like, you know, Tim lives down the street from a park. So if he walks his dog up the street and he's hanging out of the park, cop goes by and says, hey, buddy, you got your card? If Tim gets caught without it, he'd be fined around $40 for not having the card. Wow, okay. this is pretty genius. So when Tim... And most people, I don't know, if, you know, like if they chip their dog or if they have a collar or whatnot, you're yeah. supposed to, right? You're supposed yep. to register your animal. Yep, with the city or the county. And- yeah, so the, the swab is part of the registration process. And ah, that way, that's how they, you're in the system. they have a record of the DNA. That's interesting. So if they come across the dog poop and I call the authorities and I'm like, look, this, I know who it is. And this, and, and this pile of crap by my mailbox Every day, this guy, <laughs> they come by, they take a sample of it, and they say, we've traced it to this dog. And I was like, oh, so it wasn't that neighbor. It was the other neighbor. I feel like in as a guy has two dogs and I walk them every day, I feel like you should get one, one, one per year because there are days I'll bring six bags with me and they, of course, oh, between the two enough. of them, they go seven times. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, so damn funny. it. Yeah, we have a little roll yep. on the bottom of uh, Piper's. Thing, leash, like yeah. our little leash and so when she goes we just pull out the bag and then scoop it up and then we have a place where we take all the poop and it always happens on days where you're like what are, what did you eat you ate the mm-hmm. same thing today and yesterday this is like i need to order more bags but it's I'm like, like three yeah little poopy piles instead of one big one like, you're why, like ah. why do we need more bags it's like well they go seven times a day yeah is that normal by the way why I, do dogs poop so much <laughs> well jay rettinger is the ceo of a company called Poo Prince that was explaining how the technology works to track down specific offending dogs. Simple cheek swab that gets DNA from that dog, and when they find the poop, they'll take a small little sample, and we match it back to the poopatrator. Oh, the poopatrator. Yeah, (laughs) but he's making a mint with this because, like I said, there are towns in France and now Spain Israel, parts of London, who are all using either that or a similar system. See, I would like this. Um, our dog isn't, like, fully vaccinated, so she's not really supposed to go to, like, the dog park and stuff. But I will take her if, um, like, there's nobody there. But then also when you go there, there's a lot of little piles of poop everywhere because people aren't picking up after their dogs. Yeah, so I have to take her because sucks. she can't eat or, you know, be around that kind of stuff. Right. So, but that's this is a good way that I would love to see maybe that come to an end. And you get the little bags. You yeah, know, you just use do the bags it. And you just, you know, dump it in Listen, either the... Yeah, nobody likes picking up the dog poop. No one. Just do it, though. We all do it.
Yeah, I mean, there's a way to do it where you don't have to actually touch it. Oh, yeah, you put your hand, you yeah, invert just reverse the bag. reverse the bag. Right. Invert the bag, then you grab the poo, and then you revert the bag and tie. And then you dump it in the garbage in the garage. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy is Whatever. I walk through all of Clifton all over the place, and there are two apartment buildings that provide bags for their people. Mm-hmm. Look at that. With garbage bins. They even make it easier. And those are the ones nobody uses. And those lawns are just filled with Number two. Oh, man. I'm like, they're giving you the bags. They're giving you, you don't have to they're do anything. It easy. Right. Yeah. So we'll see People. If, if that technology makes its way over here. I'm all right with it. All right. All right. Let's check the roads one final time in the morning, unless something breaks between now and this afternoon. Denise, what do we have? Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.